Welcome to Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. My name is Eric. Across from me is Arwen, and we are a family-friendly podcast that talks about rated R movies and more. And more. All right. So we took a little bit of a vacation from the podcast, and uh, we had thousands of letters and phone calls wondering where we were. <laughs> and I said, "Listen, we posted this on Facebook, and uh, you're just going to have to wait." And and millions of people have responded. Okay? So, they all responded well. Anyway, like, a year ago, we bought tickets to see this Weird Al Yankovic concert. Yes. And last Sunday, we went and saw the Weird Al Yankovic concert. Yes, we bought tickets one year in advance <laughs> to see Weird Al Yankovic. It was his final ever tour, and it was the final stop. Actually, I don't even know if it's his final ever tour. It sounded like it was. It, it but, felt like it. You but... know, Kiss, who we also went and saw this yeah. week, they have done, what, four final tours? Well, their last final tour was with uh, the original band Uh huh. Um, in their makeup. But then they decided, we're not done yet. Uh huh. And they didn't like, you know, there's a whole drama thing with Peter, Chris, Ace Fraley, whatnot. I don't know who's right, who's wrong, but Paul Stanley wrote this tell-all book, and uh, he has some bad things to say. Anyway, <laughs> uh, he, you know, they, they they did a good job. I mean, but I mean, it's just to say yeah. that someone can say that they're going to do a final tour, and then a couple yeah. years later, like, no, I'm not really done. Right. So, and, and he did this concert with a 41-piece orchestra. Yes. Um, I got to hear the uh, end credit themes of three movies. Star Wars, basically. Indiana Jones, another and Star Wars. Mission Impossible. Oh, and Mission Impossible. Yeah. Okay. So we, and, and it was like the, the final credit scene of Star Wars, you know, the, uh, the right metal scene. Right after yeah. uh, Chewbacca didn't get his medal. Because <laughs> Chewbacca didn't get you're, a medal. You're, you're really annoyed by that, aren't it, you? It's really annoying. It is kind of annoying if everybody is on this equal playing field as, yeah. as being. So I never thought of it because he looked like a dog when I was little. You know, I was like, oh, I didn't. Yeah. Anyway. He did uh, He did a couple of the songs I like. Yes. Weird Al, not Unfortunately, Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, he didn't do a polka. I was hoping he was going to do a polka as well. Yeah. He, he did, did get the accordion out. He did bust out the accordion. And they did uh, Yoda. Yo, 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 Yoda. I am not a fan of that song. I'm not a fan of either one of the Star Wars songs. Yeah. I don't I don't like the source material of either song. Yeah. So I'm not enjoying those two songs. But aside from that, it was a very fun concert. It was. And then, and then on Thursday... We uh, we took a trip to uh, the Kiss Army, <laughs> and we watched Kiss, and uh, I believe they did almost every song from the Destroyer album. Really? Yeah, because Beth is on there, A Million Years is on there, mm-hmm. uh, or A Hundred Thousand Years, I mean. Uh, I think I Love It Loud is on there. I mean, they did all those songs, so... It was, it was probably the best concert. Like, seeing two completely different musicians and their styles in one week is very odd yeah it is like weird owls was really fun and you know you really got into how fun the environment was yeah and then you went to kiss and you're like i'm glad i have earplugs yeah it was was the most loudest thing i've ever seen but it was so theatrical at the same time yeah i mean i could spend like an hour talking about paul stanley (laughs) and and how he has these mannerisms and 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 ways he says things and it's hilarious it was it was funny uh but anyway i digress we back to uhf we bought these tickets a year ago we got the idea of doing this podcast around the same time 
and we said, let's do Weird Al's movie the week we do uh, his concert. And I was like, yeah, that seems like a good idea. <laughs> so that's what we did. Weird Al made a movie in 1989. It is called UHF. He wanted to call it Vidiots. Interesting. Yeah. Um, overseas, it's called Vidiots, UHF. Really? Yes. He ran into problems with production because he wanted certain things and he didn't get those things. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But first, what is or was UHF? It's like an AM station for TV. Sort of, yes. Um, Back in the 50s when television was kicking off, everybody wanted to get in on this. And uh, the way that they did this was uh, a bunch of radio stations bought television studios uh, to go in accordance to their radio stations. So they had these towers Mm -hmm. and they could just broadcast from there on an UHF frequency, ultra high frequency. And uh, you can get, like, I think 40 channels on UHF. You could only get 13 on VHF. Really? So the main stations, they were all VHF because it was the ones that went out pretty far and they they had their main stations. UHF could go a little further, but they were weird. Like... Public access weird, right? Yeah, it's like public access television, uh... In the early cable days. And now I, I don't think we really have anything like that. Except for maybe YouTube. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Pluto TV is kind of like UHF. Yeah. Where it just plays things. Me TV kind of reminds me of that too. Well, Me TV the old, was the old UHF yeah, stations. Yeah, it was the older uh, classic television shows. Yeah, they would play reruns of like the Beverly Hillbillies, Andy Griffith, um, Petticoat Junction. You know, these old Mm -hmm. shows and they just show these reruns. I mean, I would never have watched Mr. Ed if it wasn't on like Channel 61 in Akron. You know? Yeah. Um, I would never have watched uh, Superman if it wasn't on Channel 43 in Cleveland. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So those channels, like, it's kind of like the fringe of television. Weird stuff went on there. Mm -hmm. Like, I would watch a movie and the first time I ever watched, uh, I think it's called Star Crashers. It stars David Hasselhoff and Marjo, what's his name? That uh, kid preacher. Oh, weird. Yeah, yeah it's weird. And uh, I saw that movie. And then right after that movie was something called 20 Minute Workout. Where's these bubbly looking chicks just bouncing around for 20 <laughs> minutes. It was awesome. So anyway, I remember, that was UHF. I, I remember uh, the TVs when I was a kid. There was a VHF dial. And a UHF dial. Yeah. And you could switch between the two. Mm-hmm. And I could never understand why there were so many numbers because there were the the channels were never filled. You'd go right. channel, snow, 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 channel, mm-hmm. snow, snow. And I was like, why are they, there this many options? Because of all the frequencies. Yeah, but there was never anything on them, you know? Uh, you lived in the wrong place then because I had at least 12 extra channels. When I was watching That's UHF cha- channels. Yeah. So anyway, they would find public domain stuff. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in this movie as well. So UHF in 1989 was sort of dying out. Um, mm-hmm. People weren't using their analog television anymore. They were they were using cable. cable. Mm-hmm. And cable TV had bought up a lot of UHF stations and started putting content on there. I think Channel 43 in Cleveland became... Well, it's still Channel 43, but it, it became part of CBS. I think so. It's like, what, W-O-I-O? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that they, they got kind of bought in by CBS, and then CBS started putting their content on there. And then Channel 43, I think, eventually just turned into UPN Network. Which there. I think is now CW. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's just a lot of weirdness that went on. Uh, stuff that I don't understand really. But anyway, <laughs> this movie is called UHF, um, against the wishes of Weird Al. It is rated PG 13 for bloodless violence. Uh, that's what I saw on, on, uh, the IMDb. It's a, a person gets cut in half and it's bloodless. Wow. Um, and the poodle throwing. 
Yeah, yeah. So PG thirteen because minor of animal cruelty, ridiculousness. <laughs> um, it was. It's kind of like uh, Looney Tunes violence. Really. Yeah, yeah. It's very cartoony. This is an hour and thirty seven minutes, and you can see this right now on Amazon Prime. Or you could buy a copy. Or you could and buy then a you copy. can have one forever. Yeah. Uh, he it took him a long time to get the DVD release. It took almost twenty years to get the really? DVD release, and he just put out a twenty five year uh, Blu Ray edition. So interesting. Good on them. It is directed by Jay Levy, and Jay Levy directed almost all of Weird Al's videos, and he continues to this day as Weird Al's manager. So he's been Weird Al's manager throughout his career. Directed this movie, co-wrote the movie, and uh, and continues with Weird Al to this day. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, it stars Weird Al Yankovic, Michael Richards, Kevin McCarthy, Victoria Jackson, and David Bowe. Mm-hmm. With some celebrity guests peppered in here and there. So, <laughs> the movie starts out with a movie parody, obviously. Yes. Um, it's a parody of Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is he, what is the treasure inside this cave? It's an Oscar. Yeah, it's an Oscar. It's not a real Oscar, though. Of course it's not. Uh, they they requested a uh, replica from the Academy Awards, and they said, ha Really? Yeah, so they had to make a mock-up <gasps> looking Oscar. And this one uh, is covering his privates. Oh, that's funny. Because he's naked. He's yes. a gold naked man. Yeah. So, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. And there's a lot of sight gags in this. You know, they got the rolling boulder and, uh, you know, a train hits somebody, you know. When yeah, he's it's kind of funny that they go in and, you know, the Mayan and it's making carvings a face, and yeah. it's making a funny yeah. face, you know. And he's like, that means death. Yeah. Like it's sticking its tongue out at you. So <laughs> there's a fun fact that goes with this movie parody. Yes. They were filming... Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And they didn't have any, for the teaser, they didn't have any exterior shots of a spooky looking cave. Uh-huh. So they used UHF's spooky looking cave exterior shot for the teaser, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. That's funny, yeah. Yeah. But he's, the boulder comes chasing after him. And in, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, he just dives out and the boulder hits the doorway and that's the end. But he dives out, gets up, dusts himself off, turns around. The boulder crashes through there and chases him. Chases him through the Sahara. Chases him through the jungle. Chases him down the street. Yeah, turns Egypt a quarter. And yeah. Uh, until he can't run no more. And he stops and he gets crushed. And then all he is is sizzling on the pavement. <laughs> and of course, this goes into his real life mm-hmm. where he isn't. A movie star and he works at a place called big edna's burger world you know whenever i see this i i when i see big edna at first i think it's that guy that comedian louis anderson i do he, she looks like louis anderson at first bit. yeah and then i'm like oh wait that's not louis anderson <laughs> no um by the way all the exterior shots in this movie aside from the movie parody stuff um, were filmed in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, interesting. Yeah, um, including the UHF station itself. And then all the interior shots were shot in California. So what you're saying is we need to do a road trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should go up to Tulsa. You mentioned this earlier in the movie, but yeah, he drives a tiny car. Yeah, that tiny car is ridiculous. Um, that car is also in a couple of his mo- music videos. It's that makes not sense. his personal car, but it's a car they just have. It's like a clown car. Yeah, it's real small. I forget what make and model it is, but it was. It looks like one of those old British cars, you yeah. know, like you see on the in betweeners or something. His apartment is next door to a karate school, mm-hmm. and the instructor is none other than. Uh, Long Duck Dong. Yeah, that's not his real name, obviously. No. Um, no. From uh, Sixteen Candles. Mm-hmm. He's hello, pretty lady. <laughs> Dong. 
Yeah, his catchphrase in this movie is stupid. Yeah, yeah. You see people just flying out the windows, you know, like going for a big kick and flying out the windows. And like when they're in the apartment, their own apartment, um, fists get punched through the walls and you can hear people and it's just funny. Um, one of the things that Weird Al does in this movie is he creates this weird world where it's okay to split a Twinkie down the middle, Ugh. put a hot dog in it, and uh, oh, put and cheese mustard. whiz. No, I thought, that was oh, was cheese it cheese whiz? whiz? Oh, it lo- I thought it was yeah. mustard. No. It's all disgusting no matter what. Yeah, and then he dips it in milk Ugh. and takes a bite. Now, from what I read about this scene is that, and it's making me sick, you can hear that, yeah. right? <laughs> is that he ate probably five or six of them Ugh. and then swore off meat forever. And so, probably Twinkies. Yeah, but he is a vegan, and uh, if you if you have a chance, watch his uh, Hot Ones episode where he really does not eat these hot wings. <laughs> he takes like little tiny nibbles, and they're not wings; they're, they're tofu. Uh, wings. They're tofu, yeah. So yeah, so if you ever want the Twinkie Wiener sandwich recipe, it is this: one Twinkie cut down long ways. When then you put a, a, a Oscar Mayer wiener in there. Raw. It, no, it's not raw. It's it, cooked. Was it? Yeah, he says it's cooked. Okay, good. Uh, and then you so spray gross. some cheese whiz on top, Ugh. dunk it in milk, and it's a treat. Who thought of that? I'm sure Weird Al did since he wrote this. He probably wrote it in with going, yeah, that'll be funny. And then he had to do it. <laughs> and he went, yeah, this isn't funny. What's What's funny about the scene because knowing this is how well he does not show how much he hates what he just right. ate that's yeah. acting and and uh <laughs> and one he plays a guy named george newman mm-hmm. um weird al's always been a big fan of mad magazine so he wanted his character to be kind of uh, like named after alfred e newman so he's george newman so that's one mad magazine reference okay I wrote down that he's SpongeBob. I I made that. He's sad, and yeah. then he's happy, and then he's just manic and crazy. Yeah. Um. He's always late to whatever he's doing with his girlfriend, and she's always like. And his girlfriend's played by uh, Victoria Jackson, who has the uh, most annoying voice in the world. Uh more than yes, uh, more than Joey Lauren Adams. No, I wasn't thinking that. I wasn't thinking her. Um, she played the Bride of Chucky voice yes that that worse, jennifer tilly yeah, yeah worse than jennifer tilly yes i don't believe that i just that. don't like her voice i don't know it's because she's very nasally yeah she she was a saturday night live alum mm-hmm. she was in probably the best years of saturday night live um her and jan hook and phil hartman you know farley and all of them yeah they were in that same class mm-hmm. and she left to go off to do movies, except she did a movie called Casual Sex, and that movie was terrible. Huh. Another PG-13 movie. Uh, she did this movie. I can't remember her in much anything else. Yeah, she she's very sporadic when she pops up. Yeah. She can play the ukulele. I know that much. Huh. So, but uh, Victoria Jackson said that her and Fran Drescher got their jobs because of their annoying voices. That makes sense. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's, he's always late and he's like, he's like, uh, why don't, why don't you just take this crowbar and just bash me in the head? Just bash me as hard as you can. Just bash me in the head. You know? So she doesn't. He, he's a bit, uh, manic. Yeah. But he's always losing his jobs. Yes. So it's because he, that's, that's another thing. The running theme of the movie is that he daydreams. Because his life is so boring. Mm -hmm. We got another movie parody while he's at his girlfriend's house. You remember this one? Which one? When he's at his girlfriend's house. The mashed potatoes. Uh, This means something. I put that down too. The Close Encounters potatoes. And then they're going to a party and it's his Uncle Harvey's party. She didn't go. It was, this means something, potatoes, at the dinner table. And then immediately. I think it's just inferred that she's there. And then immediately, the yeah. party scene, and I was like, wait. It was an extreme hard cut. Yeah. 
no no thought process going there. You're just like, oh, now I'm in a party. Yeah. Which is just like SpongeBob. <laughs> so, and his his uncle is a gambler. Yes. Uh, his his auntie is a nice lady um, that loves George. Yes, she's like a famous actress too. Yeah, I don't remember her name. It doesn't matter. So uh, Uncle Harvey wins a uh, a UHF station. Yes, and yeah. Esther, the wife, yeah. is like, you should hire George. Yeah, as the manager. Yes, so, who has no experience. So yeah, he. Uh, Later that night, I guess, because it's middle it's of the night. It's that night. Yes, uh, he goes out there. They go out there, out there to, to, to look at it, and it's uh, there's like this old pain handler out there. He's like, mister, you got change? You got change? You know, something like uh-huh. that. And he's like, yeah, sure, buddy. Here, gives him some change, and he goes, 85 a dollar. Pulls out a dollar and gives it to him. He goes, <laughs> thanks, mister. So that guy's just a weirdo. And I don't know if he's just a bum or if he's just this guy. I wasn't guy. sure either. I kind of got the feeling he was probably a, a homeless person. Yeah. But he was he was peppered throughout. And well, every scene he had, he kind of stole him. Later on, yeah. Later on, there's this guy doing a Rubik's Cube. And it's a blind man doing the Rubik's Cube. And he go, is this it? And the guy would go, nope. <laughs> and try it again. He goes, is this it? Nope. So it's funny stuff. <laughs> They go into the television station, and they meet their engineer, Philo, and it's uh, Tony Gary. And Tony Gary is most famous for being Luke Spencer on General Hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, Not a very comedic actor, but this is a funny role for him, and he deadpans the crap out of it. Oh, he did a really good job. Yeah, yeah, he does a really good job. And uh, he's he's a bit of a weirdo. He's got these beakers and and he has an interocitor. Yeah, yeah, straight from uh, this island Earth. I loved that reference. There, it was a direct reference to this island Earth too. It wasn't. It has there. I don't know what an interocitor is. That's the only. That's the the only movie I know of that talks about it like as a real thing. Yeah. Then there's movies that talk about it like this as a parody. Yeah. So, yeah, it's an interocitor. And he's like, I got to see if my interocitor can do 800,000 watts. He's like, hold these two. You know, they, they, they look like jumper cables. Yeah. And he turns it on. And, yeah, it electrocutes the crap out of Weird Al. But it's cartoon violence, so he's okay. Yes. So they meet him. Then they leave and come back the next morning with uh, George and uh, his – is it Bob? What's the name of his uh, – David Bowes character? Because his best buddy is the one that tags along with him everywhere. And he's supposed to be the smart one and George is supposed to be the dumb one. You know, I don't know if I wrote down his name. That's hilarious. We're going to call him Bob. Yeah, we'll call him Bob until I find out his dang name. (laughs) Anyway, his buddy's with him. And uh, they meet Fran Drescher, who is the uh, secretary, I guess. Yes. And she's upset. Receptionist. Yeah, yeah, she's upset because uh, this is her fifth boss. In a matter of months. Yeah, and she's like, she's like, how am I supposed to get a raise if I have to like start over with a new boss? Well, every she doesn't want to be a receptionist. She wants to move up yeah. into you know news or something. Yeah, she wants to be a newscaster, which she does eventually. But anyway, she gets the package and it's to R.J. Fletcher. R.J. Fletcher is. The evil boss of Channel 8 News or whatever. Right. The the network. And uh, they cut to him. And this is uh, the, that guy. That was, uh, what's his name? Kevin McCarthy. And Kevin McCarthy's been a dramatic actor, like, in everything. Yeah. And, and at this point, he's just doing B-movies. Um, but I remember seeing him on, like, Fantasy Island and Love Boat. That's where I recognize him from. And he was probably in a soap opera or some kind of like dynasty or something. Because he seems like an evil rich person. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a type. Yeah. And uh, he's looking for his like ratings reports or something like that. Some kind of report. Yeah. It was a report. Yeah. yeah. And, and he, it was on his desk and he knows it was on his desk. They're like this one guy. He's basically... We know him as Jombie from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yes. He's um, he's RJ's son. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I don't know, Dad. <laughs> so he talks like Eric Trump. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know, Dad. <laughs> so 
So he's uh maybe the janitor took it. Well, they bring in the janitor. Janitor is Michael Richards. This guy in every single scene he's in is amazing. Yeah. Michael Richards did an amazing job in yeah. this movie. He plays stupid so well. Mm-hmm. But every scene you're, he's in, you're like, you're laughing. Right. You're enjoying seeing him. Yeah. And, man, he does he does a bang-up job in this. This is pre-Seinfeld. And, in fact, the guy who was going to play Bob, he was going to be Jerry Seinfeld. Yes. Um, but Jerry turned it down because it wasn't funny. Or he was playing a straight role. I'm not like sure, that. yeah. But Jerry Seinfeld turned it down. Um, so David Bowe is who we got. Mm-hmm. David Bowe. Not Bowie. Bowie. Yeah. And uh, so Michael Richards gets fired. And they take his they mop. They take his mop that he's had since he was 12 years old or eight years old. Something like it's that. It's crazy to have um, a mop that, that long. Like, That's my mop. That's my mop. They stole my mob. You know. <laughs> goofy stuff like that. <laughs> and then, of course, the report is just on his chair. He's like, oh, it's on my chair the whole mm-hmm. time. And they have a good laugh over the, uh, the 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 firing and everything. They're like, ha, 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 ha. Evil. So when George meets him, it's funny. He walks in there with the package. And he's like, hey, RJ. And, like, everything stops. Even the phones. phones. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The phones stop ringing. Everybody stops and just looks. And uh, it's kind of weird that happened. But Everyone's afraid of him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've I've seen bosses like that where people are just afraid. Yeah. But it's been a while since since I've had a boss that people were afraid of. Yeah, I don't remember the last time. But he wants to give this package to RJ. RJ threatens to sue him. Right. Um, because it's stealing mail is a federal offense. He goes, oh, you don't understand. He's like, no, you don't understand. You have five seconds to leave or I'm calling the police uh. right now. And he's like, well, look at the time. I got to go. <laughs> and he meets Michael Richards. And and uh, he's like, oh, well, I'll hire you as a janitor. He's like, oh, thank you, George. You know. Yeah, and it's almost like he regrets hiring him. A little bit. But at the same time, he's like, eh. He's like, want me to clean your glasses? I'll clean your glasses real <laughs> nice, George. You'll you'll love this. You'll love this one. You know? He's kind of like that one cartoon character that was like, I'm going to mm-hmm. love you and hug you. Yeah, he was like Lenny from Mice and Men. Yeah. Except he doesn't murder anybody. That uh, we know maybe of. Maybe a little manslaughter later. <laughs> um, so... So, yeah, Fran Drescher gets bumped up to news. Yes. And she's trying to find her cameraman. His name is Noodles. Didn't catch his last name. And Noodles is played by legendary comedian Billy Barty, who this might have been his last film, uh, because all I remember Billy Barty in was, like, stuff when he was, like, really young. Really? Yeah. And then stuff when he was, like, old. <laughs> so, I don't know what he had been in in the middle of that time. He's playing Noodles Macintosh. Noodles Macintosh. Uh, Noodles Macintosh was also in one of my other favorite movies, though. Oh? Yes, The Radioland Murders. He was... The mm-hmm. character was in that? Or yeah. Billy Barty? Billy Barty was in Oh, that. okay. The character. I was going to say, did they name him the same thing? But no. I love Radioland Murders. Yeah. That's hard to find. It is hard to Didn't find. Didn't we finally buy it? Um... I don't know. I think we did. We might have. Because we were like, holy crap, there it is. Yeah. Short story, but it's one of my favorite George Lucas films. I forgot George yeah. Lucas was involved he, in he that. He directed that movie. Huh. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, If you don't know who Billy Barty is, he is a little person. Yeah. Yeah, he's very so, tiny. He's about two foot five, I think yeah. they said. So he, he's... A little person cameraman yeah. for Fran Drescher. Who's a giraffe, <laughs> basically. And and uh Fran Drescher is hot. Yeah. She's she was the nanny. Everybody knows her as a nanny. And uh, uh what else what else she was she in do? Spinal Tap. Yes, yeah, she is in This Is Spinal Tap, so we'll talk about her again mm-hmm. later this month. But she was also in Saturday Night Fever. 
Oh, yeah. So. Terrible movie. No, it's not. It's a good movie. It's a terrible It's movie. a good movie. Just a little rapey. No, you it's just... a terrible movie. All right. Every movie with rape in it is terrible. No. I won't say. Well, no, because there's a. <laughs> no, we love rape movies. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. No, there's a lot of movies that. Well, I don't know of a lot of movies that have rape in them. But no, like if there's I can like name justice, 75. like the the lady got raped and then she like kills the the mofo, like that'd probably be a good movie. What about a movie like The Accused, where Jodie Foster gets raped and it's pretty graphic, and then they get off because of a technicality that she was wearing a short skirt or something. That's BS, and I don't think I've seen that movie. <laughs> it's pretty violent. Uh, anyway, uh, they go through these shows that they're doing now, like these little quick cuts of shows. Oh, yes. Uh, on the UHF station. And uh, they show commercials, and there's this one with a uh, car salesman. He's like, we got cars. We got lots of cars. We got green ones and red ones and big ones. <laughs> yes. Not naming a name, no, a model, no. a make, anything. We got orange ones and red ones. And if you don't come down here and buy my car, I'm going to club this baby seal. And they have like a baby <laughs> seal on a hood of a car, and he's holding a baseball bat. So you got that guy. Yeah. And then you got Spatula City. They do a whole entire commercial for this. Oh. To the point where you're not even sure if the word spatula is the right name of the <laughs> object. You're like, spatula, spatula. That mo- that's, what's a spatula? What is a spatula? I don't know. It's a tool. Yeah. And it's called a spatula. Uh-huh. Why is it called a spatula? I don't know. Why isn't it called a pancake flipper? Well, they are called pancake flippers burger as well. Flipper. Depending on who's using the tool. Or an egg separator. Huh. <laughs> anyway, one uh, one of my favorites of the commercials was Plots R Us. Yeah, Plots R Us with the legs hanging out yes. of the ground. And- like uh, going into the cemetery and there's arms and legs just sticking out of the ground. I was like, nobody does that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they cut to... Uh, a children's show called Uncle Nutsy's Fun House, and Weird Al is Uncle Nutsy, uh-huh. and Bob plays Bobo. Yes. And the kids are less than enthused. Yeah. I mean, he even goes up to a kid and says, are we going to have some fun today? And the kid spits right in his face, <laughs> like a big old <laughs> glob of spit. Now, you, you read something about this kid not being able to not laugh yeah, after every time. They they did like 10 takes of this. And the kid, every time, would just start laughing as soon as he <laughs> just got done. So they had to take the one where he laughed the least. Yeah. And use that. That's funny. Instead. Um, also, uh, Bobo gets fed... Uh, um, dog biscuits. Dog, bis- dog biscuits instead of sugar cookies or butter cookies. Mm-hmm. And uh, he also gets hit in the face with a frying pan, which I guess really happened because he had to have seven stitches in his lip. Oh, after that scene, really? And apparently, he's bleeding in that take because that's the only take they did. Probably uh, because he got hit with a pan for real. No, they thought it was the best one. Oh, they, they were like, "Oh, you nailed it right on the." <laughs> but he's bleeding in that scene, but it's covered with the red makeup. No, I thought I noticed he was bleeding. I thought yeah. that was just effects. Mm-mm. I didn't that's, realize that was his real blood. That's real blood, folks. <laughs> this movie became a snuff film. Oh, that's part of the violence. Yeah. He's got this relationship with Victoria Jackson, and she wears the most ridiculous dress I've ever seen in It was my like life. a prom dress. Yeah, and it had these fluffy shoulders. Uh-huh. Like, they went up to her ears. Like, they, they were They that were fluffy. big fluffies, yeah. And they're going to have well, dinner. It was her birthday. Yeah. And he announces on the, sh- the station that oh. she should meet him there for dinner. Right. And then he forgets her. And yeah, her because parents he's are there. He's working so hard. They're, they're trying to get ratings, and he's working, and he falls asleep, and that's when he has this weird dream where he's in a music video. Yeah. <laughs> and what do we get? We get money. money for nothing, Beverly Hillbillies. Fun fact about this is that um, they requested to do this song, mm-hmm. you know, because Weird Al never uh, makes a parody without telling or without permission without permission of yeah. the artist. And the uh, 
lead singer slash guitar player of Dire Straits says, you can do it, but I want to do the guitar in this. So this, I th- this is the only time Weird Al's long-running guitar player wasn't a part of the, the making of this song. Yeah. So it must be weird, too, like... You like it must feel like you're in like a cover band, like all the time. I'm sure it does. I mean, he has a lot of his own original stuff. Yeah. But they're usually in the key of this band or in the tone of that band. Uh-huh. I mean, my favorite song is "Dare to Be Stupid" by Weird Al. It's definitely a Devo song. I mean, oh, it's, absolutely. It's not, Devo never performed or wrote this song, but it is so much like Devo. They out Devoed Devo. They did. But anyway, he's late. He goes to pick up the phone to call her or call the restaurant, maybe. Yes. And uh, she's already called him. And so he answers the phone. She says, we're breaking up, blah, 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 we're broke up. Yeah. And she says it in a very depressing voice because that's her only tone this whole movie. I'm so happy. I'm mad at you. You know, that kind of yeah. stuff. She has, She went to the, uh, the Bill Paxton School <laughs> of Acting. I'm just saying. <laughs> Bill Paxton is like the worst actor I've ever seen in my life. One tone of voice for everything. I'm so excited. Oh, man. That's that's wrong. Some people are just monotone. Yeah. Um, so, Nutsy's obviously sad. Nutsy yes, when he, when he comes back the next day for the show, yeah. it's the worst and ever. And he's like, he's like it's time for a cartoon. It's about a sad coyote in his mad pursuit to catch a road runner, but he's like always messing up or something like <laughs> it. And so he goes out and, you know, leaves the set as the cartoons running and, uh, and Stanley's out there mopping and, you know, he's already polished all the doorknobs and everything. And he's like, Hey, uh, do you get to, uh, do you want a TV show? And he goes, okay. <laughs> do I still get to still be a janitor? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, wait a second. Do I get to still be the janitor? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So then he goes and does his thing while Bob and George go to the uh, a bar. Bar. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they're playing Uncle Nutsy's Funhouse or something on there. They just had that UHF station on. Yeah, that's which weird. Is, which is weird. I mean, I'm wondering how long it took... For them to get to this bar. Because they're in the middle of nowhere. Yes. And when they get when when they come back from the commercial, Stanley apparently has made a big impression on the audience already. Yeah. So how long did it take for them to fall <laughs> in love with Stanley? It's hard to say. And his name, last name is like Kowalski. Spadowski. Spadowski. So it's Stanley Spadowski's Funhouse. Fun house. Yeah. And then he names everything. Yeah. Like Stanley's engine or something. Stanley's steamer. Yes. Stanley's fire truck. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Stanley becomes a star. Everybody loves him. He's the biggest thing in wherever this town is. Philo even gets a show. Philo gets a show. It was called Secrets of the Universe with Philo. Yeah. The karate instructor gets a show called Wheel of Fish. Yes. It's um, a game show. Yeah. And you can win your weight in fish. Right. Um, but you know, Stanley gives this speech, uh, about his mop. Oh, yes. Remember? He's yes. like, life's like a mop. Mm-hmm. You know, sure it gets dirty and blah, blah, blah. But all you gotta do is rinse that out, squeeze it dry <laughs> and start all over. And everybody goes, yeah, <laughs> you know? So it's funny there. Uh, wheel of fish is funny. Yeah. Um, they, 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 they spin this fish. They spin a a wheel with fish, aren't they? There's like live, not live fish, but fish, actual fish from the real fish market. Story is, there was no air conditioning in there. Oh, God. They had to do five or six takes of it, and it took a couple hours, so that room got real fishy. Oh, gosh. But he's like, oh, red snapper. (laughs) Very nice. You know? Will you take this delicious fish, or will you take what's in the box? And the lady goes, I'll take what's in the box. And he's like, you get box lifts. Nothing's in there. Nothing. 
Stupid! You're so stupid! <laughs> they also, yeah, they also have another show that is Raul's uh, Wild Kingdom or something. Yes. Now, Raul, uh, the actor who played Raul, there was going to be more to this story. Oh. Um, but during the filming of this movie, he was struck by a car and killed. Oh, no. Yeah. And uh, so they had to either, they wanted to, like, do the scene. Uh-huh. But it didn't look right. It didn't look like Raul at all. And they were like, oh, we'll just cut that scene. Because they did film a whole scene where flying poodles attacked him. Oh, really? Actual flying poodles came and attacked him. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. There would have been a lot more to his story other than, huh. He just killed a ton of poodles. He said, (laughs) well, the first thing it was, welcome to Raul's Wild Kingdom, blah, 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 here I am. And he goes, hey, here's a turtle. Did you know that turtles are nature's suction cups? And he licks the bottom of the turtle and flips it up onto the (laughs) ceiling and it just sticks there. Uh And I was like, what the hell? (laughs) Um, and Who does that? He's he's talking to uh, the, the the audience. You know, mm-hmm. there's not an audience there, but he's talking to us through the television. And he's like, "Today we're going to teach poodles how to fly." And he picks up a poodle and he chucks it out the window. And they're on the second story, and uh, it, it falls to its death. And he goes, "Oh man, you know, it takes them a while to learn how to fly." So he grabs <laughs> another poodle and chucks that thing out the door w- window. And he hits to the ground and he goes, oh, man. And then he does it a third time. And then this is an exterior shot of a pile of poodles yes. at the bottom of his <laughs> uh, building and, and them just like falling to their death. It would have been nice to see flying poodles come yeah. back and attack him. Well, there's a later scene uh, in the movie where he's getting a bunch of animals because he's got a ratings now. He's got yes. a show with ratings yeah. where he murders animals, apparently. And uh, they're like, yeah, we got a couple of this and a couple of that. And uh, where do you want the badgers? He goes, badgers? Badgers? We don't need no stinking badgers. And that's from something, but I don't know what it's from. Oh, yeah, I know. So, I don't know. Uh Uh-huh. RJ's yelling at his, uh, his, uh, I guess inner circle yes his his son and 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 son and company yeah and this one guy's wearing this ridiculous hat oh that's so funny gigantic cowboy hat and uh he comes in with the ratings doesn't he yeah he came in with the ratings and he goes get out of my office and take that ridiculous thing off and he kind of looks real sad and then he just pulls off his fake mustache (laughs) and i'm like See, that's a gag. That's a, a gag. funny gag. Yeah, because you don't realize it, but he's been wearing that hat the whole time. Yeah. You and just... he's had the mustache the whole time, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, you just think it's the hat. Uh, yeah, the fake mustache thing was funny. But Stanley, the reason that RJ is upset is because U62 two, has become number one. Yeah. Their TV names when they're doing the lineup later. Yeah, yeah. It's one just of them was so called funny. the one of them was called the Volcano Worshipping Hour. Yes, and that's a funny story because when Weird Al was in high school, he started a club called the Volcano Worshippers Club. Really? Yeah, and uh, it was just so that he could get his club in the yearbook. That's the only reason. They never had any meetings. They never did anything. <laughs> they just they started a club. It was an official club for their high school. They got a class picture or a club picture. That's funny. The end. So, any any of you high schoolers listening to this, that's how you get your uh, get famous yeah. in, in your in your high school yearbook. Name something ridiculous. We we cut back to Stanley Spadowski, and there's some fun stuff here. One, uh, there's a bunch of people looking for a marble in the oatmeal. Yes. Uh, two, the winner gets to drink from the fire hose Mm -hmm. and it's this little boy and three i'm pretty sure he's dead now (laughs) it was really close too yeah like right there yeah he's like you get to drink from the fire hose they put him on this like rocking horse and drag him over there the kid's still doused in oatmeal i mean there's just oatmeal just peeling off of his body and he opens his open your mouth real wide ah and then this rush of water just like flies into the kid's face and knocks him off the horse he's like whoa yeah yeah the funny thing uh about the scene also is that there were adults also in the oatmeal yes 
There's adults and the kids. Audience. The house is packed. Yeah, and one of those adults is Dr. Demento. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, he's, well, he's a radio DJ. Yeah. Uh, or he was. Now he does, like, something on online where he does his show, but it's online now. Um, but his show back in when I was a kid, or even younger, actually, um, he would find weird songs. So it's like, they're coming to take me away. Ha ha, they're coming to take me away. Ho ho. Yeah. You know, that song or... uh the witch doctor. Oh yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. ee, ooh, ah, ah, ching chang, wada wada bing bang. You know that song mm-hmm. and uh, yellow polka dot bikini. I mean, he would oh, find I these weird, the, uh, funny songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Weird Al used to send him tapes of him in his accordion and a bass drum. He would just send him tapes that he would record. And one day, Doctor Demento played another one rides the bus. <laughs> And that was it. That's a funny Weird one, Al too. Became Weird Al. And yeah. And he got an album deal out of this. He he gives Dr. Demento all the credit for discovering him, Weird Al, and, and credits him anytime. Oh, that's nice. And so he gave him a cameo mm-hmm. in the movie. He has no lines. They spray whipped cream in his mouth. Uh-huh. And he's the whipped cream guy now. So, yeah. That sounds um, dirty. And then there's another movie parody. Yes. It is Conan the Librarian. That's he a plays, commercial, though, for yeah, a movie that's a movie. coming. Yeah. Um, another movie was Gandhi 2. Yes. And it was very much in the tone of Scarface. He, very, very <laughs> much. Yes. Um, what else What else do they have as far as commercials? Well, George has a straight talk show where he talks about Hot issues, hot button issues. He's Geraldo, basically. He's Geraldo, yeah. Yes. And he even has his face the, wrapped up at one point. Well, he gets hit in the face with a yeah, chair. Yeah, I know, but Geraldo had his nose broken when he during got hit this in the time. face with a chair. Yeah. yeah. And he he <laughs> unlocks the secrets of Al Capone's glove compartment. Yes, um, he's totally ripping on him. And, and this is before Springer, so I guarantee if Springer was around, he would have just lampooned the crap out of, oh, yeah. uh, of, of Jerry Springer. It, it felt very much like Springer, because the audience at one point came up even and got involved. Yeah. So, yeah, RJ wants to buy the network now. Yes. And uh, he contacts uh, Uncle... Uncle whatever, Harvey. Uncle Harvey. Who just got off the phone with Big Louie. Yeah. Big Louie's another thing. Okay, Big Louie's like his booker or something. And uh, during his conversation while he's talking in the pool where RJ has just lost $70,000, he's unscrewing his hand and then he screws on a meat cleaver and cuts through salami. Yeah, it's a little... And he doesn't even really cut through it. He he, He just like chops on it. He gets stuck in it, it looks like. You know, it's like, that didn't work, right? Right. (laughs) So it's just a weird scene. I'm like, is he Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget? Is that what we're doing? Maybe. Yeah. I loved Inspector Gadget when I was a kid. But yeah, he's like, he's like, I'll buy your network. He's like, okay. But uh, Harvey's listening to a song. And let me be your hog. Dun, 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 dun. Let me be your hog. And it was supposed to be a different song. Oh, I, okay. I don't remember the song, but it was a, a song that they had to license. And the uh-huh. studio says, you know, we don't want to spend that much money on just a, of course one, not. a little song. So, yeah. no. So, he recorded Let Me Be Your Hog That's and funny. just put that in there instead. It makes sense. Oh, it was called Town Talk with George. Mm-hmm. Not, not Straight Talk. Straight Talk is a Dolly Parton movie. Uh, so, RJ buys a network. Sort of. Sort of. He's got to have... He goes... Harvey's got to have $75,000 by what? The next day or two days? Uh, by Friday. By Friday. So, so whenever, whenever that, that was. Is. 48 hours, basically. And when he gets to the airport, you know, and tells RJ that, no, nah, he's going to let his nephew... Uh, to see if he can come up with that money first. Yeah. RJ was a little angry. Esther Esther yeah. finding out and calling him back from the cab was hilarious because mm-hmm. he knew he was in He's it. like, hold on a second. I'm going to get yelled at. <laughs> so. Um, and what what do they do? 
to try and raise this money. A telethon. A telethon. Now, for you people out there that don't know what a telethon is, it was a national nightmare. Oh, my God. They were so bad. Yeah. Um, public access television would always do telethons. Yes. And the most famous one was the Jerry Lewis telethon where he would raise money for muscular dystrophy. And not tell anybody why he's doing this. He always said, well, it's personal. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you. Nobody ever found out. Now he's dead. I'm so. sure he had maybe a relative or a, uh, a love child out there. Maybe. I don't know. All but I know is that they always... would show the little Down Syndrome kids, too. And yeah. I was like, oh, I want a Down Syndrome kid. This was when I was little. Yeah. You know? And I was like, because they just seemed like the sweetest people some can be you know yeah i've, I've had experiences with some you know down syndrome people that were a little um uncomfortable yeah but uh as i got older i was like oh bless their hearts for the people that do have down syndrome kids because i don't think i could i could no it's dealt a lot of work it. i guarantee yeah. it's a lot of work. it's a lot of work on those parents as a person who oh, went through uh, a class for you know special education class there's a lot of paperwork on the teacher's end, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of paperwork on the parents' end as well. Oh, yeah. So yeah. It, it becomes rough. And, yeah. And, you know, when I was a substitute teacher, I would uh, sub in the special ed classes. And, yeah, there were kids with severe Down syndrome. Really? A lot of nonverbal people. Mm -hmm. One of the teachers said that I would be perfect for this environment because I'm patient and I'm nice and I taught a kid math. Oh, so I was like, okay. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, off subject. Yeah, off subject. <laughs> some of the uh, some of the acts that they booked, other than Stanley, because Stanley was their main act. Yes. They their their plan was to keep Stanley on the on the air as much as possible. Right. So it would generate more ratings. So it would get more eyes on the product. So it would get more money. Yeah, and it was what ten dollars a share is what they were yeah. doing in in the actual company. Right. So everybody got to own the station. Right. It would be the community's station. Yes. Um, in fact, they were like, "We're putting out an SOS: Save our station." Yes. You know, and they need seventy thousand dollars by midnight tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Seventy-five. Sure. Mm -hmm. No, it was seventy. No, it was seventy-five thousand. Okay. It was seventy five because when they finally get it, they only needed two thousand dollars more. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, some of the acts were the Kipper Kids. The Kipper Kids are in uh -huh. a couple movies. <laughs> this one called UHF, and one from nineteen eighty called The Forbidden Zone. More on that in the future. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah they, they're these two guys they they have these uh these fake extenuated fig features where it makes their uh chin look real pointy their noses look real pointy and they do uh, yeah. uh. now i don't know why that's funny but it's funny to me it's not funny and you to can me. look them up on youtube so uh -huh. Go on YouTube, look up the Kipper Kids, and you will find some of the funniest stuff you'll ever see in your life. Or not. Just do it. <laughs> I'm not saying don't go look it up if you don't know what it is. I don't didn't find them funny. It's the Kipper I Kids. I found them really annoying. They're really good. They, they do. <laughs> it's funny watching you do it. <laughs> um, another person was the Upside Down Yodler. Oh, yeah. With the guys that uh, draw faces on their uh, big old bellies that look like they're whistling. Yes. Um, that was a real act as well. I've seen people LA. do that. But this was this guy was the act. Oh, war yeah. okay. He was the original. Yeah. And then the other act was uh, Uncle Sam on stilts. And uh -huh. that's a real act, too. So uh -huh. there's three real co comedic acts that were there that probably people... Never would have heard of. Oh, no. Like, yeah. you're not, you're not going to go out and seek out the Kipper kids. You're no. just not. They're going to be an opening act for somebody, and then you go, huh, they were funny, I guess. So, during this time, Stanley gets kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. RJ commits a crime, folks. Yes. Uh, he kidnaps Stanley Spadowski. One of his inner circle people, some Goomba-looking guy uh, who played Carla's husband on Cheers, 
uh, and this other guy who's got this really weird face. Like, it looks like it's scarred up a little bit because the way he is. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think know? of that. <laughs> and he kind of looked like George C. Scott without trying. <laughs> um, but he was the one that like, let me just kill him. Oh, yeah. Let me kill a guy. Um, no, there was a funny scene though. I was going to talk about this when George finds out he needs seventy thousand uh-huh. dollars. He's sitting on the steps of the station, and and Stanley came out there, and he goes, "What's the matter, George?" He goes, "You don't want to know." And he sits around. And he looks around, real confused. And he goes, "Why'd I ask?" <laughs> he goes, "Yeah." He goes, uh, "Unless." Unless you have $70,000, I don't think you can help. He pulls out his wallet, looks in there, pulls out like $2. He goes, no. I mean, it's so it's so matter of fact. <laughs> and, and it's so, like, it's how a person would really react, I think. And, and it's not, like, over-the-top acting. No. It's this subtle comedy mm-hmm. that he speckles around the whole entire show yeah. or movie. But anyway, he gets he gets kidnapped. And he's like blindfolded and sitting there. He's he like, thinks he's going to the pe- get pizza. Well, yeah, he thought yeah. they were the pizza guy at first. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, "Wait a second, you're not the pizza guy." But he's blindfolded this uh-huh. whole time, and he's like, "I'm thinking of something orange, something orange, something orange. Give up, it's an orange." <laughs> you know, <laughs> so. He started doing that. And then he started doing uh, the theme to Bonanza. Yes. Originally, he was supposed to sing a song, some other kind of song, but he didn't know the words to that song. Oh. So he just did the Bonanza theme. That's funny. You know that song? Well, that was our last straw. Yeah. And so they put him in a closet when Weird Al, when George finds out that Stanley's been kidnapped, he decides he's going to go get him. Yes. And he does this in a movie parody way. Very much. Uh, and this is the last... No, it's not the last movie parody. No. But it's it's the last big one. Yeah. Where he is Rambo in a plastic muscle suit, uh, shirtless muscle mm-hmm. suit, and he goes after the guys. And so, like, every little detail of it is, like, he's in Vietnam he rode a helicopter there and blah, blah, blah. Sylvester Stallone was offered a part in that scene. Really? Where he was one of the guys in the helicopter uh-huh. that gets blown up. And he he agreed to do it, but then there was scheduling conflict and oh, he couldn't do it. that sucks. Because he thought it would have been hilarious. Right. Anyway, he goes and he did this thing where he's just blowing everything up and he's going, ah! Uh-huh. Ah! And blowing things up, like explosion, explosion, explosion. And, you know, people are exploding, too. Mm-hmm. And PG-13. Yes. Got to keep that rating. <laughs> this this is a very PG film, though. Like, the violence in this movie is so over-the-top stupid. Yes. And, and it's unrealistic and cartoony that I would let an eight-year-old watch this movie. Because there's nothing terrible about this movie. So... He goes in, he breaks into the door, and he goes, ah! And they're like, who's this guy? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so, yeah. They, he saves them, I guess. Like, Well, Stanley sees Stanley his mop. Stanley got his mop. Yeah. He, and, he breaks out of his restraints when he sees his mop yeah. and kind of cleans house. Right. And makes a mess, really, not cleans. But... He totally destroys Channel 8. Yeah, Channel 8's whole entire floor, whatever floor that is, uh, is destroyed. Yes. And RJ's office is even destroyed. Uh Uh-huh. So, he gets saved by George, kind of, and they take off and get back to the clubhouse just in time for what? Big Louie to show up. Yeah. Well, what's kind of funny is... Earlier during this phase, the uh, the possible homeless dude, yeah, he asks RJ for change, and RJ gives him a penny. Yeah, and the homeless guy's like, "Wow, oh, thank wow. you," you know, and RJ's like, "You're weird." Thanks, Mister. <laughs> Turns out it was a really 
unique, unique penny yeah. that yeah. is worth a lot of money. It was worth a fortune. Yeah. So anyway, Big Louie shows up. Yeah. And the station is just about at 72000 Mm-hmm. Or 73000 Yeah. Because they need like $2,000 more. Right. And, that, and so RJ's there with money. But he's not ready to give him, give Harvey the money yet. Right. He's got to make a speech, which is like, really? Mm-hmm. This is why these type of people fail all the time. Yeah. Because they think they're so important. They have to monologue. So it's kind of funny that while he's monologuing, that the the homeless man comes up and is like, hey, do you have any more shares? And he's like, it's too late. And he's like, but I I want... As many shares as I can buy with this, and yeah. it's a whole wad of money. And yeah, it's like $2,000. $2,000. It's exactly, exactly what they, they needed. needed. You know, and he's like, keep the change. Money ex machina. Yeah. And so while RJ's off giving this monologue diatribe, and that uh, George takes the money and gives it to Big Louie. Mr. Big Louie, sir, here's your money. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, he takes off. He's like, we saved the station. And everybody's cheering. And, then, and RJ's uh, like really confused and then angry. Yeah. And then like <laughs> what happens? His son gets kicked or tripped by Billy Barty. Yes. And he because falls in the mud. He had tripped Billy Barty earlier. And uh, Fran Drescher uh, kicks uh, RJ in the balls. Yes. And then reports on it. Yeah. And calls him names. <laughs> and then, then, then there's a sweet moment where Philo comes up to Victoria Jackson and Weird Al explains that his work here is done and that he's going to go back to his home planet. And they're like, okay, buddy. Uh And they turn around (laughs) and then they, they go up to uh, Philo. They do a close up. His face gets all wank, wacky. And then he just turns into a spaceship and leaves. Yeah. So Philo Philo was was an alien. alien. And then that's it. That's the movie. Everybody's happy at the end. Yeah. Bad guy loses. Good guys win. And and then our last parody, our last parody gone with the wind. Yep. Where he's like, there's always tomorrow or some <laughs> dumb crap yes. like that. And uh, they have their only on-screen kiss. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So there you go. And that is Weird Al's movie. So it's it's really funny to watch. It's really funny. I, I recommend this movie to anybody who likes slapstick comedy. Yes. Or um, Weird Al in general. Or Weird Al. Or even just 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 have it on the background just watch it there's so many sight gags in this movie that you just can't uh you can't see them all the first time yeah i mean there's a ton of sight gags and that's what weird al and jay levy do in their music videos as well mm-hmm. so it's, it's a perfect pairing for those two and and i really like it so who was your favorite character in the movie stanley spadowski yeah me too that was <laughs> by far stanley uh, least favorite? RJ. Actually, his son. Yeah, his Eric Jambi, Trump son. Yeah, he uh, he was so annoying. Yeah. It's like, Don. Dad. <laughs> Dad, you, you can't do that to me, Dad. <laughs> Shut up, boy. <laughs> um, the sniveling. I actually, I didn't like Victoria Jackson's character. She could have been left out of this movie and it would have been a better movie. Yeah, the whole the whole love story thing yeah, was it, it was disjointed. Moot. It didn't didn't work for me yeah. at all. Him him on the answering machine trying to get her back though that was pretty funny. That was stuff. funny. Yeah, and apparently she had to she had to do several takes of that without laughing because Weird Al was actually off camera shouting that stuff. Oh, that's yeah. funny. So she kept like, could you stop? And he would ad lib more stuff. <laughs> And so I I thought for sure they probably would have uh, been listening to something really boring mm-hmm. and then pipe him over. That probably would have been smart. It would have been smarter <laughs> because then she would have laughed. You yeah. Know? The music was OK. It was, you know, some orchestra music and then the uh, Weird Al stuff. And, and that Money for Nothing song was made specifically for this movie, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Made specifically for this movie. The video was almost a shot-for-shot reenactment of the music video, like he usually did at the time. Mm-hmm. It's just overall, like, funny. It's, yeah. It's yeah. a funny movie. It, it's just for good times. Unless you don't like laughing, then don't watch the movie. I know that this movie lost money, but later on it became a cult classic. Mm-hmm. Um, when it would be on television 
people would watch it. Yeah. I watched it for the first time on VHS. Then when we got DVD, I looked for it for years on DVD, and it never came out until, like, 2004. Yeah. I don't think I'd seen it until after we Actually, had gotten married. Actually, we moved here. Yeah, that's and where that's we found when it. And we bought it because it came out on DVD for the first time when we moved here. So that was about 10 years ago. Yeah. So 2010, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's a funny guy. He's clever. There's a lot of dated material in this because oh, he, he uses yeah. topical humor. He's kind of like uh, Mike Myers in that sense where Mike Myers liked to put topical humor in his films without really thinking about future audiences. Right. And uh, so that was a little weird. I get all the humor. I get all Mike Myers humor. I just don't like it anymore. But yeah, the movie lost money. But it, it got cult status. And because of that, it became what it is today. And a lot of people like the movie. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, we should give a shout out to our biggest fan, Mackenzie. Okay. Hey, Mackenzie. Hi, Mackenzie. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to love that, you know. What you up to. <laughs> anyway. With that being said, you can follow us and subscribe on... Uh, just about every platform Yeah, just about imagine. every platform now. Um, we, we just got on iHeartRadio. We, we're on Stitcher. We're on uh, Google Podcasts. We're on Apple, Apple Podcasts. Podcasts. We're on Spotify. SoundCloud. And All that any, anywhere you can find Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. That's where we are. Um, Arwen posts a link on our Facebook wall and Twitter every week now that we're back. And our Facebook is Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. And our Twitter is Fun Time Movies 1. That is Fun Time Movies and the number one. Next week, we're going to do a movie. It's going to be music themed as well because September is music month. Bet you didn't know that. I didn't. Yeah. I think you made it up. I did. Just now. <laughs> in my brain. Um, September is music month, and we are going to do another music-themed movie. Mm-hmm. And it is called Rock and Roll High School. I like that one. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it stars the Ramones. Lots of good music. And PJ Souls. Mm-hmm. Uh, PJ Souls is famous for two things. Rock and Roll High School and Stripes. Yep. She was also killed in the original Halloween. Yep. So, and she was killed again in, I think, The Devil's Rejects. Oh. Because <laughs> um, that's the last time I saw her in anything other than uh, Scream Queen stuff. But yeah. we're going to talk about that next week. Mm-hmm. And this is the end of this week. <laughs> so, here we go. As I have already said, all of our tagline stuff, I'm going to say, go watch a movie.